When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Footballistically, Arsenal is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Hello and welcome to Footballistically Arsenal. I am Boyd Hilton. That is Josh Landy, sidekick, sidekick Josh. I'm here. You're looking supreme as ever, branded yeah. up. Thank you, of course. Yeah. I haven't seen that one before. Um, yeah, it's this fairly recent this season. You have new supreme gear every week. It's there's a new drop, is that what they call it in the business? Week. Yeah, there's a new drop new every drop. week. Yeah. So most of the weeks I get something new, yeah. That is, that is true. We're joined by stalwart... Uh, footballistically Arsenal regular Alan Alga. How are you doing, back? Boyd? Good. You? Yeah, great to be here. Excellent. And newbie, very exciting newbie, actor, no less, Nadim Naman. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming. Who you also you have a, so you have two separate Twitter accounts. One for your yes. acting thespian work, and one for dedicated to your Arsenal fandom, which I believe is North Bank Nadim. That's correct. At North Bank Nadim. Yeah. Just because you're new to the to fill us in on where, where do you season ticket holder? I am, yes. Where do you sit on the North, North Bank, Bank? Obviously, uh, <laughs> work that out. North Bank uh, behind the corner flag because that's the cheapest one. And oh, okay. It's uh, boy can't pockets. relate to that. I can. I'm down <laughs> in the cheap <laughs> seats. Boy's up in Club Lane. Can't relate to down in the stood in the North Bank for years. Long, long up before as a I was nipper. going. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I'm now in club level, yeah, it's true. Very nice. I've been there once or twice for the uh, yeah. like the League Cup and stuff yeah. with some mates. It's, it is great, I have to say. Yeah. It's like flying business class, isn't it? It's amazing when you're doing it. It is and a bit like really Hard to go back once Hard you've to been. Go back. Once well, it's you've not been, like exactly. the upper class. Of, so if it's, it is like more like premium economy. Okay. And then you've got upper of, of, the, of the boxes and all that That's right. stuff, yeah. That's a yeah. good analogy, good premium analogy, economy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and um, I think it's fair to say, I was looking at your Arsenal-based Twitter feed, and it's fair to say you've, you're very much staunch Arsene Wenger in that. When, when back in the day, back in the when day. everything was defined by it, pro or anti, yeah. you, were, you were staunch pro. Yeah, I was. Yeah. And do you know what? I think 
I looking back on it now, I just got into a bit of a uh, a cycle of just wanting to defend everything to do with the club because I just got so riled by <laughs> the na- the nationwide mocking of Arsenal, and I just sort of I just became a permanently glass half full fan. I just yeah. I just I, I just think that if you look back on it now, of course it was time for change, and I and I said two years before before he went, I said, you know, yes, I think we need a new manager, but he's here, so I'm not going to be down on my club about it. Because at his very worst, we were still playing European football and winning trophies at Wembley. And that's what I'll remember in 20 years' time. And sure. yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, I could yeah. talk to you for an hour about oh, yeah, the, the flaws as yeah. well, but yeah. I don't enough. think it was ever as bad as people made out. Okay, okay. Uh, we won't get into that now, because we've got, we're in a new world. Of ex- and now that we've drawn at Liverpool, one all. I mean, obviously we're going to win the league, and everything's going to be brilliant. And um, or maybe we'll go in the top four. Alan, were you there on the in, uh, against Liverpool? Yeah, I was there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I th- it was a, I, a first. Of it was a, I thought it was a brilliant game. Yeah. And sometimes when you're there, and you think is this game as really as good as I think it is, and then you can't, I can't went back and watched it on my BT Sport recording, and then they were going on about how brilliant a game it was. So I was like, oh, okay, yeah, it was a really good game. Very, very exciting. Um, and kind of bring it to come back from one nil down, etc. Et so, how, what was your what was your impression of the whole thing? Yeah, I thought that I thought it was a really good game. And and again, you do yeah, you sometimes have to check because sometimes it could be because the atmosphere, which was obviously mm. fantastic from from yeah. minute one, and then you sometimes have to check. Really, was it such a good game? But I also thought we totally outplayed Liverpool in, in passages and um, tweeted as such and said that you know I thought that they were a bit lucky because. All right, you can debate VAR and you know decisions and things like that, but you don't know what's going to follow after that. I mean, if they'd have scored that goal much earlier, it meant that they'd have sat back for a longer period of the game than when they actually scored. So I don't think you can ever match up those kind of things. They might have been unlucky with one decision, but I thought overall we at least deserved a point, and they were probably lucky to to leave with one. Mm. Um, but you know, I got told I was completely wrong, mainly by Liverpool fans. It's amazing, really, how many people abuse you when you're positive about your team. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. more likely you're going to get a be abuse of being positive about your yeah. team. I mean, I'll just try and be honest either way. Yeah. But obviously, Liverpool fans are interesting, um, aren't they? Because I feel like... God, dear. Them, they're more than interesting. They're, 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 they're horrific. Literally, <laughs> some of my best friends are Liverpool fans, so I have to be careful. Um, and I do a fortnightly podcast, GQ Strike, with a big Liverpool fan. Um, but... I do feel like there's a there's a big I feel there's a big sense of superiority from Liverpool fans, which is you, can, you know from based on the history and I mean they do play brilliant football now, or at least kind oh, of. I don't they think were, they did the other well, night. Well, I was going to say I don't think they didn't against I, us. I and, actually expected to see something that I didn't see. Yeah, that's true. Um, and there was well, a Liverpool fan sitting behind me. Um, yeah. Who cheered the goal and, and got away with that in a, in a mass area of the yeah. of the um, upper west, which I, I find bizarre, but. I, I then got talking to him towards the end. Yeah, I said, "What's well, expected more?" And he said, "We haven't played well for for right. quite a long this while." This is the truth of it. I think yeah. they, they, they've, they've had this incredible um, unbeaten run. Let's talk about them for a minute. But actually, they haven't been firing on all cylinders, yeah. and their front three particularly has has been disappointing. I think. I mean, they've scored you know a fair number of goals, but but I, I thought they weren't that grey against us on Saturday. And, in, and at some points, you thought I felt they were playing for a draw. I don't, you watched it. You weren't there, but you watched it. I couldn't agree live. anymore. And yeah. I think I think if you you know we've been talking a lot about Arsenal's run recently about length of it and and how how exciting it's been and I know Liverpool have done very well in the Premier Premier League but they did lose in the Champions League they lost in the League Cup to Chelsea and it hasn't been the flowing football of last season mm. certainly from from what I've seen and I, I just think 
the most impressive thing about our performance on Saturday was how average we made the famous front three look. I mean, there's our defence, which is much maligned. And you've got Kolasinac back from an injury. You've got Mustafi, who's just a bit of a cowboy, isn't he? I mean, I I love him sometimes. Um, But, you know, it's far from our first choice back four. And they all did their jobs brilliantly. And largely down to um, Xhaka and Torreira, who I thought were class. Mm. Um, that gives that gives everything more stability. But we, we found a way to make a team that's been three years in the making, we found a way to nullify them for most of the game. And we've only been with Emery for three months. So I, I just yeah. I loved it. I yeah, absolutely yeah. loved it. It was weird, wasn't it, um, Josh? Because um, like lots of players, like Xhaka had an incredible game. It, it's, I've, we know he has been suddenly so already suddenly everyone's saying oh I've always thought he was brilliant <laughs> you know he could do no wrong and... I only know one person that was <laughs> always saying he was brilliant from minute one who's that uh, it's a guy oh, on right, Twitter at oh, was the gooner yeah well, um, I saw someone today has. I saw a prominent tweet today who I've already forgotten who it was saying um you know, are people, suddenly people, you know, realising how good Jucker is and they just didn't realise it before. And I was like, well, no, I don't think he has been that great. I, I think I, I was watching him with my eyes yeah. since he but joined Arsenal. There has to be something in that even, you know, not to get it back to Arsene Wenger, but every single game last year, he, he was picked. There was, there oh, was course, something yeah. in there that, yeah. that he was more or less undroppable. And, and that's continued under a new manager who hasn't really been scared to, you know, drop players or leave mm. them on the bench or, you know, not go with it. So there's obviously something there that maybe, mm. you know, the Arsenal fans didn't really see and it's have been rewarded. And it's kind of fortunate, isn't it? Because obviously Gwendouzi ended up being suspended. Mm. Kalazanac got back, sort of rushed just, just back in time. Otherwise, it you know, we might have been forced into not seeing Xhaka in his, his regular position. But it, it worked out brilliantly. I agree completely with the team. I thought that the two centre midfield pairing was what, you know, dictated that we were, you know, entirely competitive in the game. I thought a draw was completely fair. You know, you came away thinking they've had great chances. I mean, I saw Dermot Gallagher today on Sky also saying he felt they should have had a penalty when Van, Van Dijk went up for the header um, and it ended up hitting the post. Said Leno was, was that late coming in and sort of, you know, took, yeah. took him out. Um, and I think when you put that together, the fact they had the legitimate goal chalked off, you know, it, it's a point. But it's just so yeah. encouraging because I was sitting there with 10 minutes to go going, We've been here before, you know. We've but we, we played promising. the better football. We definitely but, played the better football. Yeah, we were, it was so encouraging, and it keeps the unbeaten run going, and that's something to hang on to as well. Just, just going back to Xhaka quickly. Yeah, I think it's some. I think he's summed up by the fact that three or four times a game he does something that people in the stadium that like to shout at our players and shout abuse, he will do that three or four times a game. But the thirty, forty times he does something really simple that actually really helps our play. Mm. Those guys don't see that. So when he has a free kick to take and he just has that complete, you know, brain melt and just, you know, kicks it off the pitch or completely misses the player he was going for, that's the chance for them to start shouting abuse. But they're not marrying that up with all the other stuff he does during a game. So I think I think there might have even been people that left the Emirates the other night saying that, oh, I don't think he was too good, but um, you mean get against Liverpool? Even? Yeah, yeah. I, but I still think, still think yeah. some people may have come away from that game. But I'm not, Maybe. I'm not one of those that that was praising him and saying people were missing things. And also wasn't going overboard <laughs> either. But mm. but he, uh, I thought his, weren't his somewhere stats, in between. His stats right. against Liverpool were fantastic, fantastic, yeah. and they were better than they normally are, weren't they? He's not. His stats haven't been. You know, I mean, I haven't checked week in week. I think out. you're right. I think over the season as a whole, his stats have been pretty similar to last year. But I think an interesting thing with Xhaka is part of it is down to a misinterpretation of what he was brought in to do. I think that there was this, for whatever reason, because I have to admit I didn't know much about him before he joined us, there was this huge decision made. Oh, we've 
brought this defensive midfielder, this unit from München Gladbach, who's going to come in and sort out all of our defensive midfield problems. But he was never that player. He was just a passer of the ball. And, and, and I think what's happened now, finally, there's someone next to him who yeah. enables him to just get on with that doing the defensive work. So it's almost like it's a compliment in a way that we don't notice him mm. too much because he's just yeah. passing the ball and keeping the ball for us. Is he it, the Petit of the Petit Vieira thing yeah, where Vieira was making, like, I hope, I hope they suddenly become yeah. that. But I, was, I mean, Torreira was yeah. like, yeah, the point size. The, is the Vieira, Vieira yeah. yeah. And, uh, but both, and let's yeah, hope so. And yeah, both of them are capable of, of brilliant tackling though as well. T- mm. Torreira is like, he, I mean, he is a little terrier running around mm. getting the ball. The amount of times he got one, got the ball back off mm. one of their players yeah. in the most brilliant way, I thought it was absolutely fantastic. And Xhaka had that brilliant tackle, didn't he, um, in the penalty area yeah, against Salah, Salah, yeah. Salah yeah. which yeah. was like greeted with as if he like won the league. Yeah. Especially <laughs> when you you, you, know, you rewind even just till last Sunday, and he's given away a penalty at Crystal Palace, and you go in there, yeah. and you get it oh wrong. my god, it's a hundred percent penalty, yeah. and the whole atmosphere would have gone and yeah. Yeah. sucked the life out of him. So that yeah, was an amazing. Challenge and, he, and he, even Torreira had a you know wonderful opportunity to score where it sort of you know all yeah, ended up right. in front yeah, of him just, and yeah. you oh. thought if he, he hits that either yeah. side yeah. of the keeper from where he is you're gonna but gonna I feel go. like that was unusual that the, the it was from Jucker it almost went they'd rather let him have the, the shot and sort of worry about the other players around him and that's why it opened up I, I met sorry going back to that as well but I thought it was unusual that Jucker was so incredible like I mean I, I thought he was like potentially and Terrell was a fisherman man match, yeah. he? but Jucker was up there and both of them ran that midfield but it was almost like Liverpool kind of just ignored the midfield at various yeah. points and yeah. were playing quite long weren't they it was an but, interesting but it, it wasn't like that's not happening it has not been happening week in week out and in fact of course you see now, now that we played so brilliantly including the first half against Liverpool people seem to be forgetting that we actually we've been poor haven't we in every first half pretty much of the season even in the games where we won well I had a question for Al because you know to, to go 10 Premier League games without leading at half time yeah. I assume that's the first time in Premier League history Arsenal have Done that. I mean, I, I haven't gone and checked it. I thought maybe you. you I don't had. have that stat, but you'd have thought so. In Premier League it's history, very I mean, okay, maybe statistically unusual. Those early, I think it was ninety three, ninety four, ninety five was pretty poor, wasn't it? But even then, we were scoring enough goals that maybe just to get in. Yeah, I can't. Because I can't say I'm... we'd have ever got to ten. I thought you were going to say would it change the half time full time odds? It wouldn't at all because they're all derived from the the match odds. Right. So even going forward, you know, would you be laying? You wouldn't no, be you looking wouldn't. to lay I mean, Arsenal leading you, at half time that, as we go forward. Well, that, that's the interesting thing because that is one thing where you can take advantage of bookmakers' odds because everything is derived from the full time price. So the half time price won't change even if we went twenty games without leading at half time to back the other team or the draw. The half time draw just wouldn't change at all because it's all derived from right. will Arsenal win the match. So not about how that's, many... that's where some interesting sort of gains can be made in uh, in betting. Hmm, that is interesting, but 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 the point but the point of this is that our first half performances have been it has taken us an incredibly long time yeah. almost every single game to get our act together. But and yet on Saturday against Liverpool, right from the start, we looked. I thought we looked an incredible unit. Like it was really working yeah. as a unit for the first yeah. time. Well, that first fifty minutes, I think it were three, four, you know, okay opportunities yeah. to score a goal. But also and... the shape, isn't it? On one of the, um, yeah. did you what? I think it was on either BT Sport or Match Day. One of them was pointing out how. They kept the shape and incre- like they would. They, they all came back. We, when Liverpool had broke, we reverted back to our shape, and it was incredible yeah, discipline right. that we had, which we have not, but has not been present and it was, for years. It was there in the in the last few minutes as well, and, and right. connecting connecting that point to the Xhaka point with the tackle on Salah. I I also noticed Mkhitaryan 
did one yeah. on Mane. Yeah, he it got was, he was one of our first players back. Yeah. yeah, and Mane is obviously so mm. quick, and that was the moment I was going, "Oh no, here we go, this yeah. is it." Because yeah. that's that's where we've been before, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I had but, to double check who the player was that was tracking him, yeah. and then realised it was. And yeah, it was just that as soon as we lost the ball, mm. all game there was someone getting back into the right place, mm. whoever it was, and and it was it was terrific to see. And I think that's what you know. That's what I find the most exciting thing about this season is it's just it sounds daft because we've been blessed over the years with some some great great teams and great performances but just to to be watching a team again confident in their jobs and then the responsibilities they have and i think maybe that is that will give us the confidence now to start playing well in the first half because yeah. because yeah, the agree, personnel yeah. change from game to game don't they mm. and and he's playing strong teams in the cups so on a on a weekly basis you've got two or three different 11s and maybe now they'll all start to just have the confidence in the system rather than who's next to them, yeah. and and that might make I mean, it more fluid. Absolutely, and I thought the boldness of the, the boldness of the team selection was was fantastic. This I've been you know going on for weeks about how he, he should pick Lacazette and Aubameyang automatically, and, he, and Ozil, and then he even picked Mkhitaryan. Well, it was the first time Mkhitaryan, right. Ozil, Aubameyang, Lacazette had all been picked as a four. Yeah. Mm. yeah, and it kind of worked. In fact, I guess Aubameyang, if you were being harsh, who was substitute, wasn't he? Was didn't have an amazing game, but still, but I think up to job, that point, I think yeah. Lacazette had had an even quieter game yeah, than Bamiyang. I was actually I thinking, oh, has, has he made the right decision? Yeah, then obviously weird. Lacazette scores. So what do I know? But I probably would have had Ramsey instead of Mkhitaryan. Yeah, or yeah, a lot of people were saying in, in his unfavoured really position. Yeah, but yeah, yeah and Awobi, yeah, big case for Awobi. Yeah, he's been, he's been great, hasn't he? Mm. Yeah. He's been, yeah. he's been brilliant. Leno sort of made some comments after the game, so supporting what you just said there, Boyd, about sort of tactic, tactical improvements. He sort of said the defence is getting better. We don't always run up front and nobody at the back. Tactically, it's one step better what he than means. at the beginning of a season <laughs> because it needs time and it also needs time now in the next few weeks. If we work like this and play like this, we could have a great season. And I think that's the point we've almost been trying to make on the podcast in the last few weeks. I think Arsenal were probably fortunate to go on the unbeaten run that they've been on and you know mm. just get victories. But the argument must be, under a new manager, if ever there is going to be a time where it's a little bit shaky, it's going to be that first sort of three, four months. And it's encouraging to sort of see the players even say themselves, they feel more confident in the system, that they're getting better. Because if we manage to avoid defeat for, you know, what is it, 14 games now? Yeah, yeah 14, 14, yeah. I mean, a lot then, of people... You know, yeah. what's going to happen when they feel incredibly confident with the system and there is a, probably a more settled team despite the fact that we're not ever quite sure what the you know, 11 is. It probably will be because Koscielny will be back soon. Monreal is going to be back and it will be a more settled team. Even even the, the fiercest Wenger critics aren't right to say the immediate change in that 12-game winning run was, was Emery. It wasn't at all. Because obviously, as you just said there, they were all learning on the job. It's just that luckily that progressed along with getting some lucky results as well. Mm. So now you're seeing that against Liverpool. My only fear is that that first half against Liverpool had to be like that because of the quality of the opposition. I know I said they didn't play well, but I just mean the perceived quality of the opposition. Yeah. So therefore, when we go back to being strong favourites for a game, which will be this weekend, uh, Sunday at home against Wolves, we do need... <laughs> I don't think we'll have the impetus to start like that because Wolves won't be on us immediately and playing sort of three, you know, world-class players up front. So it's going to be a totally different game. And what we want to see and what we've been saying for years and years is that adaption to each kind of uh, opposition that we play. I think that's a really but you good can't point. Criticize it, yeah. Because I was um, I was talking to someone yesterday uh, about 
what you just described, the perceived change mm. under Emery. And there's, there's been, you know, he was saying, oh, at last, you know, it's um, flat, we're flat track bullies and we're beating everyone we should be beating. And it's like really mm. weird uh, perception that you then suddenly have to beat the rivals and it's all on those games. Mm. But I remember two, it was only two seasons ago we, we, when we first dropped out of the Champions League by one point. That was the season. We didn't, we didn't miss out on the Champions League because we lo- lost to the rivals. We, we, that was the season we lost 3-0 at Palace. 3-1 at West Brom, mm. Mm. 0-0 against Stoke. And and it was so what I've what I've really enjoyed is, is us finding a way, even when playing badly, to get those lucky in inverted commas yeah. wins against the smaller clubs. And, and and they've given us the confidence, I think, to start the game like we did on, on Saturday. Mm. Because all it takes is a slip up against a, lo- a lower side, um, like United have had this season, and you see the the criticism and, and the, the morale yeah. and, and that's what we, we've been so lucky to avoid that with a new manager and to not have all this same old Arsenal uh, labelled on us so it will be really interesting to see how now we've got this one out of the way the big side what, what, what do we do yeah. as Alan said against Wolves how, how much do we go for them or just like do that old sure. school thing of being yeah. patient yeah I think patience is like the new I feel like that's the new thing that he's instilled in them like, and just men- and funny enough mental strength which was the thing that you know Arsenal went on about every single week week in week out which we never had we haven't had it for like 10 years I feel now we've got it like mm. properly you know so when we went one down get, when we, went, get, we go one all down against Liverpool and I was, I was thinking oh, you know we'd probably come back from this yeah. because no collapse no collapse yeah. and, just, and just but also the way that there's an incredible intrinsic confidence about I feel they're exuding kind of positivity and patience so when there was a there was a moment there was a period in the game I think it was in the towards the end of the first half where we had a, we had the ball for about like eight, seven eight minutes we didn't give the ball away and nothing happened we didn't get anywhere either but I felt like that didn't mean no one got frustrated with it and you know and everyone was kind of like oh we'll just try this again there's almost like I feel like I am understanding his Unai Emery's philosophy which seems to be don't worry about it if you if you cock up or don't worry if you if it doesn't work if one thing doesn't work just keep going on and on and on kind of keep doing the same trying the same yeah. thing keeping the ball and something will happen eventually and it kind of is working and it works because the environment now at the Emirates is that much more positive that yeah you know I do feel there's a moment where like you know let's use Iwobi as an example of someone who's spoken about how he feels more confident and being encouraged to keep going a year ago, if Iwobi had you know, gone down and lost the ball, or there'd be that groaning from the crowd, yeah. whereas now there isn't. That's gone, so that has to provide a better environment for the players. But even if they do go a goal down like they did against Liverpool, it isn't the, the expected groan, it's the, the actual, the immediate roar to try and get back in the game and, and sort of will the team on. And, and yeah, it's a pleasure to go yeah. to games again in that respect. Yeah, the atmosphere was incredible, wasn't it? Because it, was like, it, was, it, was like, it was like a midweek nighttime game because it was already dark and so floodlights were on. It was just... But everyone just felt incredibly excited about playing Liverpool and just... It's also always a good game. I mean, Alan's probably got more stats than I do, but, you know, the number of goals in yeah. Arsenal-Liverpool games has been exceptionally high. So there's an expectation for you know, two teams that are going to you know, provide a good fare or whatever the expression should be. And, and so it proved it, it was a great game and the, you know, the, the cliched, you know, great advert for the Premier League. It was. I just you'd, think... You'd been at West Ham just before? Yeah, I went to two games that day. Game. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I missed I missed four goals at West Ham from <laughs> trying to get to the Emirates on time. Which, um, yeah, so I missed the best part of that game. Uh, I was just going to say I'm not so sure about that toxic atmosphere thing and the excuse for the players. I, I, I think last year 
we played against Liverpool at home and, and it was as good an atmosphere. I think it was just before Christmas, wasn't it? Yeah, it it was. was a Wednesday night or something like that. But it was, it was still, um, you know, a late game where, they, they, you know, um, I think the kids were off school, so everyone was sort of there. And capacity crowd. And I think, I think we still got behind the team in that, in that game as well. I'm not so sure that there was that much criticism of the players. Although I think I said to Xhaka, don't shoot, and he did, and then we... <laughs> Yeah, equalised. Flew in. <laughs> yeah. That was the uh, that was the uh, the amazing Özil bounce it into the yes. ground. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. But, but, but I mean, isn't that amazing? Like you think that was just was that just after he signed his new deal? Just I before. Think so yeah. Just, yeah, so yeah. that was that, what a funny year he's had. That yeah. He was that at that time. It was that he has to stay. We need him. We can't be without him. Then he had his awful summer, and then now over the last few weeks, you're starting to see mm. see him go get back into the swing of things. Talking of funny years, <laughs> what have we done for the first time in absolutely ages in the last Ooh. couple of weeks? In the last couple of weeks? Yeah. Interesting. Uh, um, have we won all our, you know, since I started the So European. our last Premier League draw prior oh, to yeah. Palace we haven't drawn for, and Liverpool. First draw for, yeah. yeah. First draw is for... Ten well, since the third of January, so yeah. it was only three wow. days into the year that we had a Premier League draw. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. brilliant. And then after and that, Palace. we've ended up with two uh, in October and November, and all the all the months in between. Yeah, no that, draws, no Premier League stat. draws. No, that's good. No, it's amazing. We'll talk more about that incredible stat. Well, maybe not after this break. <laughs> Footballistically, Arsenal is lubricated by Watney's Pale Ale. Watney's Pale Ale, the Footballistically Arsenal beer of the month. Footballistically, Arsenal is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. I did want to mention, talk about you mentioned Özil because he, he was. I, I was annoyed with him. I mean, I, I often people often accuse of me being unfair to Özil, but I was after he, he had that brilliant game two weeks ago. Then I thought he was incredibly mediocre last week, but yeah. then he was kind of in between this against Liverpool. I think he was perfectly decent and had some really unlovely little touches, didn't he? But I thought that was promising. In fact, that he, you know, he kind of. I wonder whether, and I wonder then I thought, well, even though Liverpool kind of were pressing, they weren't pressing as hard as, hard as they sometimes do, were no. they, against us? Not as hard as we were. Not either. as hard as we no. were, right. So I almost felt like he, had, he kind of had more space than you'd think normally. When he's got space, he, kind of, he, he will come up with the goods, won't he? But it's like when, as soon as he's being pressed consistently by someone, I almost feel like he doesn't give up, but I just feel like he doesn't seem to have necessarily a way out of that. Yeah, I think true. the other players helped him. Yeah, I, I, think, I think there was a lot of help. There was... A lot of the time, I mean, if it, I've watched the goal a few times, mm. and we have the ball for ninety six seconds, but a lot of those are backwards passes yeah. to restart, and everyone wanted the ball during that passage of play. There's actually a passage on about twenty thirty seconds where there's three headers in midfield where they go bounce, 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 and then get it back. And all right, the goal against Fulham was a lucky header that, that Ramsey played, but it's just it's almost like. <laughs> those little things are going for us yeah, just I know what you mean the ball yeah. sticking to us and yeah. Yeah. maybe that's confidence as well I don't know but I that was such a good passage of play and there wasn't a press to be seen from, from Liverpool because we had it in three in, in every third of the pitch we had a decent passage of play where we just didn't get pressed at all so um, and then obviously the, the, the only person who presses for Liverpool in the whole thing is the keeper Alisson he comes out yeah. and sort of obviously presses the shot yeah. And that's how we score the goal. Well, so I thought, mate, I thought there was almost like a kind of again, like an arrogance about Liverpool. They, they, they were like again that period that I was mentioning where we, where we did the similar thing. Yeah. We were passing it backwards and around for about eight, 
nine, ten minutes, and they'll just be like, what, let them do it, what they're doing, they're not going to hurt us. And I've almost feel like, maybe from Van Dyke or someone, who is, was incredible. Mm. Yeah, like, I think is. if, he, he is absolutely unbelievable. I feel mm. like, always popping up and stopping last minute chances. But I think that like, he is, he's, he's got them sitting there going, well, you know, you can try and get past us, but you That's won't. It. And even uh, on Match of the Day, they even showed a graphic of, there was a period in the second half where Liverpool had 11 men in their own half and within the width of the 18-yard box. Yeah. And they were using that to demonstrate Emery's communicating with the, with the fullbacks to use the width. Mm. And I think, in, going back to what Alan was saying about the build-up to the goal and all those passes, it was almost like that arrogant sort of like, come on then, try yeah. it. Yeah. And I think that there's nothing... That I'm quite happy to watch that. Because it, yeah, it, yeah, it, it, yeah. it works more often than not, and especially in the second halves this season, it, it's, it's working. Mm. And, and I think that Ozil... In those sort of situations where teams sit back against us, which let's face it happens more often than not, he is limited, but that's okay if everyone else is mucking in. Mm. Whereas I feel like in the past few seasons, there's been this give it to Ozil, give it to Ozil, yeah, he'll, yeah, he'll, he'll create yeah. something. And if you, the minute you're, you're, you're or like. Sanchez, or Sanchez. Or Sanchez, yeah. yeah the minute yeah. you're relying yeah. on, on that, I think it's just unhealthy mm. for everybody. What do we think about the, the Leno, the goal? Leno, you know, palming it out. Into the into well, dangerous it, area. It's it's interesting that he, you know, Czech was not dropped. He had to get injured to be pulled out of the team. And you think, well, Leno has to play fantastically to keep his shirt. I think he played quite well. But now you'd feel he has to make a big error to be pulled out of the team. Like at what point? And I mean, it's an mm. error, but I don't think it's a huge error. That and also it's a little bit unlucky because I think if it doesn't flick onto holding, yeah. it then wouldn't fall into the path That's of Milner and you sort of yeah. forget about it. Yeah. Which you so, didn't see necessarily with the naked eye. And yeah. it looked like a really big Leno howler. Yeah, it looks like yeah. he pushed it right into the middle yeah. of the goal. Actually, it would have gone slightly more away yeah. and it wouldn't have happened to go to Liverpool. But it, it's not a great piece of... It's not a great piece of goalkeeping. Still in also, the danger area. Still, still, in, still in the danger area. More yeah. where he's come out and done what he's done to Van Dijk I think, is, a, is, a, is a poor yeah, error. That's a bigger worry. Yeah, that was a big worry. Yeah. <laughs> he is quite I mean, rash. I personally I feel... wanted Czech to keep the shirt, so I'm, I'm probably oh, in a minority there. Yeah, but... you're in the minority. Um, I, feel, I want Leno to stay being picked to, to be the first choice, definitely, because he's yeah. the future. Isn't he's he? the future. And why, right. why must mess around? And, but I do feel he's... I, I think he's great. He's, he can definitely pass it out from the back brilliantly. Like He's got that down to a T. I almost feel like he's slightly cocky and slightly too bold sometimes, yeah. but both A, with his punching and his palming away, and he just generally seems very, very... I mean, it's great to be to be um, you know confident, but I feel it borders sometimes on arrogant, and that the, the, the penalty that he probably should have conceded was all part of that as well. I, um, I remember... So Leno's first start was the Brentford League Cup game, and I think it was... Well, it was only a few days before... Czech had been playing in the league and there was it was that afternoon where there was all that cheering every time Czech got a pass right uh, yeah. I mean I, I remember that yeah, and, that and, and really then annoying. we came back to the stadium three days later and not not everyone would have seen this because the, the league cup games aren't on the telly but within about two minutes of the game starting the ball came to Leno's feet and he completely messed it up oh right yeah and yeah. it rolled out it rolled behind him for a corner yeah. about a yard from the goal and this guy this guy behind me said can we all shut the F up about <laughs> Czech now please and I thought that was quite funny like <laughs> You know, these keepers, there's so much pressure on them to yeah. get everything right now. And every little howler, I think we scrutinise a bit too much and we don't, we don't give the credit as much as we, as we um, criticise them. But I think you're absolutely right that Leno, now he's in there and he is the future. He's, he could be here for five, six, seven years yeah. more. Yeah. Uh, and and let's, let's get behind him and give him a chance to last his first big test. And mm. I think he did, overall did really well. Uh, what was you feeling about Leno? 
Yeah, I like him. I think I think we do have to use a younger younger player in that mm. position. I think the game's moved on, and we'll watch him develop. And again, like we say about centre backs, it's a position where you will learn on the job, and you will make the odd error, which people will highlight because it's it's that kind of position. And the other big positive was Rob Holding. I thought was you know yeah he's, well that, I think exciting. I used that line about Holding a couple of times yeah. saying that yeah. you know if you're going to see him at his best you're going to have to see him at his worst first yeah. Yeah, to get over it because um, you know you go all the way back to Tony Adams he you know he he made big mistakes oh, yeah, but course, it's what yeah. made him yeah. the player that he became yeah. what what do you do when Kashani's back because. You know, is it just as simple as Koscielny plays with Mustafi or... No, there's, there's rumours he's that... going. There's rumours he's going in January. Who? I read the, I read rumours online Koscielny. saying he's going in January, yeah. Koscielny. Yeah, I saw those rumours. I didn't know if they had going much well. credibility. Oh. I read one piece saying that he's going to Aston Villa. I'm sure he's worth oh, a bit more God, than that. Yeah. But, but it just goes to show that if that speculation's out there, it's probably been put out there by... Um, by Arsenal maybe and, and, and maybe they do want to see what, what kind of offers are out there for him because maybe it has moved on without him okay. I mean you wouldn't really think we've got that many <laughs> I was going to say well, we? yeah, yeah, I mean, people were saying we were short you know at I the think, start I think so. there's a report yeah. today saying Barcelona are, are targeting Koscielny so it's a bit of a drastic <laughs> he's imagine that he's got two opportunities Villa or Barcelona <laughs> yeah you've got Villa or Barca Birmingham or Barcelona I think it's um, it's a really interesting question about what, what, what we do when they're all fit because like, they've been injured for so long some of our defenders you kind of forget that Mustafi and Holding and Socrates are not our like necessarily mm. our first choice, but I'd really I'd really like to see Socrates and um, Holding given a go when yeah. both are fully fit and and just to see what that's like and see what see if it works because Mustafi, interestingly, Mustafi appears to be a big game player. Like the best times of best games he's ever played have been at Stamford Bridge against against Liverpool, and he pockets. He's quite good at pocketing one individual but then when he plays against uh, Palace or, or dare, yeah. dare I say Wolves you know I don't know he seems to get, get a bit lost it's almost like he maybe he needs focus hard. of having yeah, a, a, yeah, like a you just said a really target. good player playing up against him from, a, from a, a team that are good and can do you damage where he's focused the whole game rather than Spurs on. last season that was it uh, when we won 2-0 and he scored as well mm, yeah. he completely pocketed Kane mm. that, that day he, and, and he does well in he does well in those games and then you just has a mistake in him every match that's yeah. seemingly less difficult. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, he wasn't so great against City in the in the cup finals, was he? He was. He was no, uh, no one was. <laughs> no, no one was. To be fair, but he was particularly. <laughs> I thought Holding's probably Paul. the highlight of the season. Yeah, Holding's one of them. Definitely Holding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in, in terms of improvement, yeah. that visible improvement. Yeah. yeah. Just to mention their goal, the, the offside goal. Was it? Was it? There was. A, did you? If you saw, I watched it back on BT Sport. Did you? Mm. If you there was a brilliant bit where the goal was. Um, Ruled out, and there was like, and they were they both didn't. Neither commentator, Stephen McManaman was the was the expert. Yeah, they're very under. impartial, Stephen McManaman. Yeah. yeah, and they to be fair, he did give um, our player the man of the match. Though he could have given okay. it to Van Dyke in theory, and he didn't. So I thought it was interesting. But they um, they just didn't even remark upon it. They thought, well, yeah, that's disallowed. That's fine. Mm. And then then there was some, literally there was silence for about two minutes. There was silence. I was thinking, is this? What is my sound gone on the TV? So, uh, and and then but and then they they grabbed the referee expert to point out to them that it shouldn't have been disallowed. It was a good goal because yeah. I'm not a qualified the, referee. Yeah. I referee matches whenever I right. I can for our for our team. Yeah, because everyone mucks in. But I knew immediately that was a mistake. Yeah, I knew immediately it was a mistake. I even said like to my son sitting next to me. I said we've definitely got away with that. There, yeah. there's yeah. no way that's offside. I was level with it. 
I mean, they got the rule completely the, um, wrong. Yeah. That's the most. That's the yeah. weirdest thing about. Well, it's it. not they clear. Does he think he's interfering? Is that why the flag's gone up, or has he mis mis seen that? What point did the flag go up? Did it go up because he thought, right, he's interfering with play at the first point, or that he was? Well, my interpretation in, in is that he classed it as a forward pass, right? So even though it was sure. actually a shot. I'm not yeah. sure if the flag went up to signify he thought actually no, he's interfering it's just, with play it, because it does to run me, towards the ball. Does run towards the ball. No, but I don't, I, I don't even think it was that. The reason I would have given it is because obviously a backwards pass doesn't count. Yeah, and it came back off the post afterwards. He was behind him when he yeah. played the ball. Yeah, no, I, I um, I felt watching it. I felt a bit uncomfortable. I completely agree. I, I, I think it was a legit goal, and, and yeah. I felt a bit uncomfortable because it reminded me a lot of our goal in the cup final last year against Chelsea, when Ramsey sort of went went to run for the ball and then stopped. And Sanchez scored, and everyone was saying, "Oh, he's interfering." And that's that. I mean, in the moment, that was what I was thinking. Of. I was like, "Well, if this is disallowed, then that should have been, uh, and vice versa." Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah. But that they... heat of the moment thing for for you know the linesman. Oh, yeah. I, I I just think he's looked and seen two players clear in our area with no one around them, and thought. I don't really remember what's happened here. I mean, as in, I don't really remember what's happened in the last two seconds. Yeah. But I can see that there are two players there. I think I should be given offside here without. Yeah, he raised the flag like, yeah. too early. Wasn't isn't that the problem? Wasn't that the issue that he that he saw? As you say, yeah, I think he. Th- I, I think, think he, he gave it because he thought Marnie's interfering, right. and therefore Marnie was in an offside yeah. position. Just probably wasn't in, interfering. Uh, but hey. Oh, good luck. Yeah, we'll take Let's it. Let's not knock we've, it. We've had, a, we've had a bit of bad luck in the I thought the, mo- the thing Alan be most excited about in the last week at Arsenal would be Carl Jenkinson's return to, to first-team <laughs> football. I'm surprised course. we've done half an hour nearly and you've not mentioned it. <laughs> I've tweeted about, about him today. You know, I can't, can't, oh, I haven't seen can't, that. Go, can't go one day without tweeting about Was him. Was it you that tweeted the video of his performance in, in Munich? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be that cruel. Someone, someone, no, someone's put a little video montage of him against Bayern that time we won 2-0. Few years oh, right. ago, and it's amazing. It's amazing. It's like the best. It's the best video reel you could see of a, of a defend, defensive performance in Munich. Yeah. And I was watching again. That is mental. He has had a couple of good. He's games. had a few yeah. great games. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously, I saw him under Sam Allardyce because uh, you know my company sponsorship of West Ham, and, and actually under Sam Allardyce, he had a decent season. Um, that was the season that the the fullback on the other side, uh, Aaron Cresswell, actually won Hammer of the Year because they were both. Both told to do a specific thing, and they both sort of managed to do it with their athleticism and um, just listening to that instruction. But no, I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan of him at all. But he he actually played in one of the first Billich games and had the worst game I've ever seen from oh, a yeah, defender yeah, yeah, in the yeah, Premier League uh, against Bournemouth. <laughs> I think he gave away three goals, and then the fourth goal only three. Was, no, the fourth goal was him actually. Uh, making a challenge where he got sent off and then they scored from that free kick. So it was at fault for all four goals. <laughs> but I coach a team that scored five own goals yesterday, so I cannot oh, talk. Okay. How old, five how old are the goals. players in that team? Under 14. Oh, well, I mean, you know, Absolute freak <laughs> game. We scored five goals for it's the opposition and won at 11-7. But it wow. feels like we lost five own goals. Absolute freak own that goals. Is, so is, those uh, kind of things can happen. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, suspected dodgy betting on that sort of activity. Well, yeah, they're, only, under they're only young, level. but uh, you know, These should days. have a little look next week. It, it yeah. was exciting though to advance in the league. Oh, Tottenham, yeah, definitely, Tottenham yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Now we've got the interesting situation of how because now we're going to be playing Tottenham twice, aren't we? That's quite close yeah. to the league game as well. I wonder what kind of it's team the league is, game is, first. Yeah, the league, the league game first. first yeah. yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, clearly he's playing very strong teams anyway, so he's playing like, you know, half... Well, he gave a debut. Yeah. Gave a oh, debut in the band's to, to, uh, how, does, how does How does one pronounce, pronounce it? Yes. Pelegozelo. Pelegozelo. Yeah, I think that's a good effort. I mean, he's been at the club five years. He had a sort of loan in Spain playing Segunda B, but this is the uh, first time he's uh, appeared for Arsenal. But that nowhere, was probably... Mm. Well, I, mean, we'll that was... see. I mean, yeah, it's an interesting one because you've got... I'm, I think I'm mentioning these in the notes I prepared. People think of like Inketia, and I think we've been expecting mm. to see him, you know, in a, you know, in some of these either Europa mm. League or, and it's not happening. He just sat on the bench the other night yeah. on a, an environment where you thought, well, mm. we've got probably the easiest draw we could have got in in the Carabao Cup. If there's a game to give him one, then give him a game. But yeah, he refused I think, to um, do it. it make, it's starting to make a little bit more sense now. I and mean, if you think back to the end of the transfer window and. Um, Chambers going out on loan and, and Reese Nelson going out on loan and people questioning. I think it's because we've be- become so used to seeing those players play all the games apart from mm. Europe and, and the Premier League. But it, it appears that Emery he rotates well and he wants to yeah. win. He wants to win these cups and he's got mm. the history of winning these cups. We've seen him do it every club he's been at. So it, it's, a, it's a positive. I think if he can keep them fit and not knacker them out, does, does he do that? And again, this isn't a sweeping conclusion just because, you know, we're, we're sort of 14, 15 games into the season. Um, but does he do that to ensure that there's competition for places because you can actually move up from being in the EFL Cup squad to playing in the Premier League, like we've actually seen in the first few weeks? Mm. And if he ensures that everyone in the squad knows that and that there is competition surely you end up getting the best of everything there rather than actually, and again, I hate to say it, but Wenger sort of almost defined his uh, Europa League and EFL Cup squad very early on and it didn't seem that he wanted to mix between the two unless there were injuries and suspensions. Here, it's a bit of a meritocracy and yeah, all the better for it. I mean, there's no chance we'd have seen like Aubameyang coming on for the last 15 minutes no. this time last year and that has to give like you know more encouragement to you know all those people involved course, in the absolutely. league cup and also it means if you are in danger of the game becoming a little bit you know tense or mm. you you know we did have a tense sort of 15 20 minutes of that yeah, game that you've red. got you've got some weapons on on your yeah. bench but to have a third home draw in a row in the cup that's you know pretty yeah, fortunate really pretty fortunate and a great chance to make a semi-final mm. and then you know again one yeah. step away two steps away from Wembley I'm getting quite excited and look also you know you know, you talked about the atmosphere on a midweek you know not quite a midweek night but a 5.30 mm. kickoff to have Tottenham come for an oh, yeah. evening game you know we're not used to that they're usually Saturday or Sunday mm. lunchtime so it'd be great fun to, and I'm sure that'll be a full I did see a bit of discussion about the ticket pricing yeah. I'm not sure if that's been resolved yet not sure uh, I just I just noticed a couple of people with close links to the club said Darren that Arsenal had mentioned yeah. that Tottenham had rejected the idea yeah. of a 10 initial pound, chats with Tottenham they've said that they don't but then it. I saw someone go back to Darren from the Tottenham Supporters Trust saying that wasn't the case and um, you know that was that was incorrect and they've just asked for their 10% allocation and that's what they're still working oh, on right. so. it's just as well I've got a little bit of insight from Tottenham last week so I did actually go to the West Ham Tottenham game in, in the, the previous round yep. um, everyone thought that Tottenham would rest players just because obviously they had a massive game on Monday night um, I think they cope with it well they, they had uh, Son and Lorente up front and um, that's I mean, I thought, and I wasn't being biased on the night, but I thought they got a bit lucky with the two goals that they scored. It was almost like 
West Ham just made these defensive errors that actually turned into about the best pass you could make to play a striker in, and that was Son, who's you know incredibly quick and a good finisher. Mm. So I think it was slightly more balanced than than the, the scoreline you're seeing a three-one, and I think they're there for the taking if we if we play a reasonably strong strong team. Yeah. No. It does feel it does feel a bit like Spurs have an awful lot more to lose all, yeah. of, all of a sudden than they did they even, got the even depth. two or three They've months not got ago. The depth. This is it. And, I mean, do you remember? I remember that summer when we only signed Czech, and yeah. we were absolutely ripped to pieces by anyone and everyone who, who knows anything about football. And even six months later, well, that's what you get if you only sign. You don't sign any mm. outfield players. You only sign a keeper. Spurs didn't sign anybody after a summer where basically their whole squad played a World Cup and got quite far in it. Mm. And it's just, it's incredible. And they're now in a position where they, they're so in debt with their stadium, they arguably can't afford to buy anyone mm. that good in January either. I mean, be well, they're basically they replicating what, what we did yeah. five years ago. Although, wasn't, it, wasn't the year you mentioned when we went there and beat them 2-0 with two Flamini goals? Yeah, the volley. They they're, above, they're above they us are. right now in the league. Still. I mean, obviously, we've just played Liverpool. Mm. A bit lucky got, the weekend. Um, they they got, were lucky the weekend, yeah. yeah. Got, I'm, I'm happy. I've seen them a couple of times the last few weeks. I'm quite happy Quite happy to be playing them quite Have soon. they got Chelsea yeah. next week as well? Um, I think it's the Man City... Man, Manchester Derby this weekend because it's one of those things where there's a big game every weekend now which is good the rivals are playing each other yeah, yeah. Um, and we've already played the three teams above us apart from Spurs yeah they must be due to play Chelsea too. I, I, think, I, I don't yeah, know yeah, for sure on the 24th sure. on the 24th is Tottenham right. so we've got City playing United and uh, Spurs playing Chelsea so mm. there's an opportunity if we can beat Wolves and Bournemouth yeah yeah, it'll be it'll be quite a rosy position. Yeah. Tottenham well, let's... could be out of Champions League contention by the end of tomorrow. Night, oh, that. And then we'll get drawn against them in the Europa League. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we could have a and season win, of playing Spurs relentlessly. If we win on Thursday, we're through in the Europa League, aren't we? Yes. Right? Yeah. yeah. So you'll be there on Thursday night, boy. I'm going to be on Thursday night. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking absolutely. forward to it. Yeah, nice fish supper first, apparently. Fish supper. Yeah. Yep. Fish and chips or just fish? I think it's mainly fish. I think it's, it's like quite a swanky <laughs> fish restaurant. One of our gang has booked nice. for us. Just saying. Yeah. And Sunday important. as well. It's very nice. It's Sunday as well. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of home games. In it, in it. Four yeah. in a row. Is it four it's, in a row? It's pretty incredible. Eight o'clock it? kickoff, so you can have an extra little yeah, thank glass God. of wine. Thank, actually, exactly. <laughs> thank God it's not that six o'clock kickoff. I'll be furious. <laughs> Talking of which, it's time for predictions. Um, Nadine, we predict, we give um, completely pointless predictions of the score in every, every, at the end of every podcast, as I'm sure you're aware. Um, so, Lisbon, Thursday, what's going to happen, do you think? Um, I. I think both games will be 3-1 to Arsenal. Oh, I love it. Good to, uh, bold early predictions. Honestly, I, I can't tell you how many times in the last few years we have won 3-1 at the Emirates. Really? And I've, every time I say that to people, they go, really, have we? And then you go back and you look through the results God, and you see 3-1 is apart from like a, a win by one goal, mm. it's 3-1. Right. And I just, I love it. So I'm going to go okay. with 3-1 because I'm in a good mood at the moment. Yeah, great. I'll have a little look at that for the betting stats. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And struck Alan's me. quite excited about that. Yeah, yeah, a, good a lot of 3-1s. Yeah. Like be yeah. about 16 to 1 most I, games. I think it's so. just... <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, We're all going to be on 3-1. Worth, I'm betting on 3-1. <laughs> yeah. Worth a five at every yeah. home game. Okay. Um, Lisbon game, I think we'll win 2-0. Uh, I think we'll keep a clean sheet. Wolves game, I'm going to go 2-2. I... I Ooh. I think there's another little blip in the road here. Mm. Um, a blip in the road? Yeah, I, th- I think a bump in the road. Should I say. <laughs> yeah, a blip in the road, is that, is that a phrase? <laughs> Definitely not. I've just made it up. Yeah. But <clears throat> I just think, 
I just think there'll just be a little bit of a reality check. I'm not saying it's all doom and gloom. I'm just mm. saying okay. that they might be the kind of team that play the kind of way that and might take advantage of those kind of chances. We've been gifting mm. teams of that level when we've been favourites for matches. And I, I think that they might get two on the night. And I just don't think we'll manage to get three. So 2-2 two, two in well. that game. I went to the Lisbon away game and was oh, yeah. amazed at, at how poor I thought Lisbon were, considering yeah. that at home only Barcelona yeah. had beaten them in the last year. So you've got to think at home advantage. I'll be exactly with Al on, on, on a 2-0 win. As for Wolves, I, I also largely agree with that. I'm, I'm convinced Wolves will get at least a goal, probably a couple of goals. Um, you know, they've got great attacking players, and they've got you know Portugal's you know number one. They've got a very very solid keeper. It was unusual to see them, but uncharacteristic to see the way they sort of had that first half against Spurs. Sloppy, yeah. I'm going to go three two. I think Arsenal just just edge it. Um, so yeah, hope I think you're right. hopefully a good week ahead, boys. Mm. What do you think? I was going to say three two. No, I can't. You, of course can't, you can, boys. No. It's not like you keep a record of this anyway. I keep a meticulous. I've got a war chart. I've got a spreadsheet. Um, I'm going to say. I'm going to say three <laughs> 0 Has anyone said that yet? No. Against Lisbon or Wolves? I think against Lisbon. Yeah. Sorry, and then against Wolves, I'm going to say two one. Two one. Two one. Yeah. Two one and some lovely fish. Lovely yeah. fish. That's before. That's pre the uh, pre Lisbon. Pre Lisbon. Yeah. Just make it clear, <laughs> just for clarity's sake. If your fish is that good, Basically, you might have Dermot, it ahead of uh, wolves as well. Dermot's booked the fish restaurant. So it's all Sounds down, down to him. And, and obviously the the um, the Saturday game is you know clashes with. Is it playing on Saturday or Sunday? Sunday. 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 Oh, Four thirty. Oh, but, yeah. you know clashes with his live. He's got. He's doing X Factor every week live now on Saturday and Sunday. So it's hard. Selfish. Yeah. Anyway, on that a gratuitous note. Thank you very much. Nadim, great Thanks day. Nadine, Thanks yeah. for coming. Cheers Excellent day. What are you, are you performing in something at the moment? Oh, yeah. Um, plug I'm in. about to, I am, but I'm about to go abroad. I'm going to uh, Oslo for a couple of weeks to do um, some like big orchestral concerts of well. Leonard Bernstein stuff. So like West Side Story yeah. on the town. That So you sing, you're yeah, singing, yeah. you're the, the singer of these concerts. One of four. By- one, one of four. four, okay, backed by lavish, huge orchestra. It's pretty cool. You get a tux on, and it's you it's know, incredible. it's nice. And then you know, the flip side is doing a play under a railway arch for two hundred ninety quid a week. Well, okay, so it's a so. world of ups and downs, but it's uh, yeah, it's good fun. Brilliant. Being being a professional singer, when you're at football, do you feel under pressure to start songs? <laughs> I I feel I feel like I can think of two or three occasions where I've actually not being able to go to work I mean no one will be listening to this who is in my profession so that's great but there was you a never game. know Luke Kempner Luke Kempner will be he'll yeah. like this yeah. the first season at the Emirates we went 1-0 down to West Ham and Jens Lehmann got Jens Lehmann did a, a calamity uh, it was oh, right yeah. at the beginning of the season Darren um, not, what was his name Bobby Zamora scored oh, I remember this now and then we came back and I screamed so loudly that I had to miss the dress rehearsal of my, oh my show God. the next day. And so since then, I've been like, Do you know what? I'm just going to be one of those fans who just sits here and watches a game. Hmm. Wow. But I've, I clap yeah. a lot. Yeah, you've got, you've got to keep your voice for that Lozano Bernstein yeah. songs, definitely. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Wow, well, I'm glad you've even well, taken the time coming. to speak yeah. for 45, 50 right. minutes on this very podcast. Uh, thanks to Alan. I've loved it. Thanks to Alan as ever. Yes, Thank you. Bromley Boys is out on DVD, oh, yeah. <laughs> I should Alan, say. Alan's Alan also an actor. <laughs> he is in, has a, has a starring role in the film Bromley Boys out with Alan Davis. That's correct. Right. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's out on DVD. They it's getting fantastic me, reviews. Still haven't sent me a bloody copy of it. I mean, See, that is ridiculous. That is ridiculous. I had so. you at the top of the list. I know. 
Right. Um, I'm going to check strongly out. Wo- strongly, oh, strongly worded email. I actually use my coming. job to review DVDs and films. Yeah. Stuff. Play with Legend Partly. could also promote it as well, I'm sure. Oh, we get it. There you go. <laughs> Every week. Uh, thanks. thanks. And we'll be back next week. Thanks. Bye. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Footballistically Arsenal is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Sports Social Podcast Network.